Swung at it, blasted! Deep right center! Away, back and gone! Well, 98 just left the building at about 158. And it's a 4-0 Indians lead. Yonder Alonso hits just the second home run of the year off Vasquez. That was the one and only Tom Hamilton, Joe Brand's buddy, and <laughs> that was a Yonder Alonso homer hit in the American League Central. He'll be doing that a lot more this year, but for a different team, it'll be the Chicago White Sox. Joe Brand is here for Mark Carmen at the Carmen's in Miami, dealing with pressure to get the ring already for his beautiful girlfriend, Chelsea. And an expert on all things love and baseball who's been doing a great job at Vegas all week himself from NBC Sports Chicago, the one, the only, at Chuck Garfine. Chuck, thanks for giving us a little time today on White Sox Weekly on WGN Radio. It's great to be with you guys. Uh, Thank you for uh, inviting me onto your show. It's uh, much appreciated. Okay, now how is, it's our, believe me, it, it's it's our treat, it's our pleasure, thank you for gracing us with a little of the uh, Garfinality that you bring to the table every time we <laughs> chat. Uh, how is Vegas during winter meetings week? That's a good question. It is, um, how do I want to say it? It's basically the same thing as every winter meetings, except that when you're done with your work, which is usually around 10 p.m., you might be able to play some blackjack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's really only difference. I mean, you do walk through the casino and you see people having a good time, but you then have to go to the convention center side of the casino because you have work to do. So really, you know, there's this image maybe back here in Chicago that everyone there is just at the tables and, you know, at the sports book and making bets and not even working. But it's almost like it's there. It's almost a distraction, and you just have to, like, pretend like it doesn't exist because it, it's you're chasing uh, baseball trades and free agents, not blackjacks and, you know, uh, splitting aces. I would I would never split aces though. So anyway, that was my analogy. Not a good one. But anyway, I, it, it's 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 a, it's it sounds like it's a glamorous uh, place to have a winter meetings. But the short answer is, it doesn't matter where it is. Indianapolis, Texas. Las Vegas, it's all, all, almost always the same thing. It's just a little easier to kill some time in Vegas when you're waiting in between managers or, or general managers yeah, to speak. Yeah, exactly. You know, when I was waiting, to, yeah, I, I, I had about 10 minutes to wait to, to hear from Rick Hahn, so we went to the craps table, and I lost about 50 bucks. Is that what you guys want to hear? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> craps okay. table craps table is the place to lose money, though. If you had said roulette, yes. respect out the window. Craps, I like you even more, even if you lose. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, Chuck, I mean... When I was out there, I just felt like everything that Rick Hahn or Rick Renneria had to say was sunshine and rainbows. I mean, there was just nothing but full optimism on the Sox push for any free agent that they were going after. I mean, it's 100% a push for this. I mean, there's there's no regrets for these guys right now, right? Well, I mean, you're talking about when they're pursued for some big-time players. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, correct. Well, I mean, Rick Hahn was dodging and weaving, has been. hasn't really wanted to come out and say, yeah, we're going for Manny Machado or Bryce Harper. Um, They're, you know, from what I gather, they are looking to sign one of these guys. Uh, Are they going to be able to pull it off? I don't know. I still consider it a long shot that it's going to happen. But they're trying. 
And I, I mean, I don't want to like damper the mood of White Sox fans, but the reality is, it's a two-way street. I mean, you can do, you can be the highest bidder and use that, and that'll help. And I don't know if they're going to be the highest bidder, but you know, they they have to put forth the effort to sign the player, and it looks like the Sox are doing everything they can to make it happen. But then the player has to want to come and play here. Um, you know, I from where I sit, I still feel like Manny Machado is going to end up in New York and be a Yankee. Bryce Harper. You know, the Dodgers and Phillies are in there as well. I hope I'm pleasantly surprised in that one of these two ends up signing with the White Sox, but I think, you know, Han and Kenny Williams, you know, and you want to include Jim Tomey in there and Jerry Reinsdorf, I mean, they're doing all that they can, but at the end of the day, they have to persuade them to sign here. And money is going to be 99% of it, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening. But I, I just think, I don't I wouldn't say it's, I think there's guarded optimism by the White Sox. It's going to happen, but the reality is, is that you don't know how it's all going to shake out when all is said and done. The familiar voice is that, of course, of NBC Sports' Chuck Garfine, who during the year is everything White Sox. He and uh, Bill Melton give us a fun pre- and post-game, although uh, Melty sometimes gets jealous that Chuck gets the prestigious gigs. Uh, Chuck... <laughs> I think the nature of Scott Boris is that he gives his clients the biggest paycheck. You know, it's not always about this is where you can win a ring. This is where your wife and kids would love to grow up. Isn't that, doesn't that favor the White Sox right now? Um, you know, I, 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 my, my concern with Boris is that, and I think if I'm the White Sox, I would be like, you know, now, Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't have the greatest relationship with Boris. I think because uh, Jerry's kind of a straight shooter, and Boris likes to play teams off each other. And I don't think the White Sox would want to be, you know, used as a pawn in Bryce Harper's quest or Boris's quest to get him into a, another market. I don't know what's going on here, but. You know, you're trying to read the tea leaves and what's really going on, and I, I don't know what's really going on, but, you know, I just, when Boris is involved, it's not as simple as, oh, Bryce Harper is going to play here or wants to play here, it's going to happen. I'm sure there's a ton of gamesmanship going on uh, between Boris and these teams. So I, it's, and I think what's happening is, you know how I think all of our, our emotions or White Sox fans' emotions trying to figure out what's going on. You notice how, like, Bryce Harper went from being definitely not a favorite to go to the White Sox to the front runner to go to the White Sox in one day. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's some of the stuff that's going on. It, that just doesn't happen uh, accidentally. Uh, that is someone saying something from probably, you know, an agent or something like that to a reporter, and there's just a lot of stuff that we have to try and filter through. I wish we could just get to the date. I wish there was like a date. Okay, on December 28th, all these guys are going to be signed, and we can just wait till then, or if there was a deadline, because I feel like we're all being sucked into the emotions of, oh, we're going to get them, or we're not going to get them, oh, we're going to get them, we're not going to get them. And it's kind of, uh, it's, uh, it's tough to kind of keep it's your sanity at this point and it's going to continue for a while i was i was led to believe that something might happen next week and that could happen but then i hear people saying oh this can go into january or february i don't know if i can take it it's arguably the most exciting part of 2018 for sox fans 
the, op- the the possibility that the Sox get them. I think there's a, that and uh, Eloy Jimenez. I think that's probably the two things that people are most excited about. Right. Well, obviously, Bryce Harper is still a question. Manny Machado is still a question. What isn't anymore, the White Sox uh, confirmed it this morning, was that Yonder Alonso is coming over in a trade. So, Chuck, there's a lot of controversy, not controversy, but questioning, I guess, between if the White Sox 2019 roster can hold a Jose Abreu, Yonder Alonso, and Daniel Polka all on a starting 25. I, I see it being able to be plausible. Do you? Uh, it is plausible. Um, I, I, it, it's also December, so you don't really know how things are going to shake out right. the rest of the way. Um, I was like many Sox fans, wanting to know like how is this going to work. We do want, we do know when the, the trade got you know leaked out yesterday, and after you know hearing Rick Hahn today, I mean he he believes or he not believes he says that there that Abreu and Alonso are going to split time at DH and first base, and it'll depend on Rick Renteria how he wants to divvy that time up. And then there is obviously the Daniel Palka situation. Palka does not want to be a DH. I mean, he'd like to play in the field. He'd like to be a, a right fielder, left fielder, and he's working on it. And, you know, so maybe he shows up at spring training, and, boy, he's really impressed them in his uh, turnaround as an outfielder. And if that's the case, maybe he can play, say, left field. He was playing right field. He Maybe he can be their right fielder if they don't get, say, Bryce Harper. And you put Eloy in left. Um, you know, or, you know, maybe Daniel Palka is a really good bench guy, a great fourth outfielder who you can come off, have come off the bench. I mean, when I think of a championship team, a guy, a real good team could have Daniel Palka coming off the bench in the late innings as a pinch hitter. That's a real good weapon you'd have. And a guy who obviously could spell the DH or the right fielder or left fielder from time to time. Um, I bet if you ask him, he wants to be more than that. He wants to be a guy who plays 150 games. But, um, you know, on a really good team, if you have a guy like Polka doing that, that's, you know, that, that's a sign to me of a good team. So I don't know how this is all going to shake out. Um, it's still early. But I think the Sox saw an opportunity to get a left-handed bat, uh, a guy who plays good defense at first base. You get him for one or two years. You take him away from an Indians team that seems to be getting, from where I sit, weaker. Um, I like the trade, and they didn't give up too much. Now, Alex Call could end up being something that uh, you know bigger than uh, what people are expecting, but I mean he's got a good floor. I like that Alex Call, but the Sox have so many outfielders in their minor league system in kind of the same area that they have to start making some moves. Uh, otherwise, uh, there's going to be nowhere for these guys to play. So it was a good trade for the White Sox, and we'll see how this Palka, Abreu, Alonzo thing shapes up, not only here in the off season, but as the season begins. Yeah, that was a pretty good point. I didn't think about Polka's uh, fourth outfielder plus a left-handed bat. That could always help out later in ball games. Uh, you mentioned, though, Daniel Polka doesn't want to be a DH. Neither does Jose Abreu, and the catch-22 of it all is Yonder Alonso is a better defender over at first. So, I mean, I don't want to call it a slap in the face, but is is this anything damaging to Abreu? I know they said they shared texts, but, I mean, is that something that he could be a, li- a little upset about, may- maybe taking away some starts at first? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't speak for him. He is a team guy, and I think he sees the writing on the wall with where this team wants to go, and that he is a going to be a free agent at the end of this season. And you know, there's uh, there's he, you know, 
he has improved defensively, um, but he'll want to make it work with him. I mean, if I'm, I can't speak for him, but I mean, they're friends. They're both, you know, from Cuba. Uh, I like that element to it. Um, although Alonzo was, he, his family defected when he was like nine years old, so he spent most of his life uh, in the United States. Um, you know, I think, you know, it's uh, it's going to be. Uh, I think it'll be good for him at his age to get off his feet. I mean, a lot. Uh, Abreu, as the season goes on, I mean, he takes some physical takes a physical toll on him, and right. I think it'll be good for him numbers wise actually to be able to, you know. Maybe DH half the time. I know he wants to play first base, but as you get older, you know first base gets tougher and tougher for you to play. It's a long season, so I think it'll be good for Alonzo and Abreu uh, splitting this job here in 2019. Yeah. By the way, Joe, you know Chuck and I are both from the same part of Cuba. We're both from the Jewish part, Havala, Cuba. Yeah, but you defected when you were eight. I did. We came over on a uh, yacht. Uh, Chuck, I, I believe in the promised land. I think Bryce Harper, the Bryce man cometh to the south side. So that is my prediction. I did make the prediction that Bryce Harper is coming to the White Sox, uh, mainly because I don't want to not predict him coming here, and then if they do sign him, I'm going to feel like an idiot for right, not predicting. Right, because you're the guy. So you're that the was my guy. thought process with it. I'm, and I was also partly like just dreaming about the possibilities of it. And I credit the White Sox for going going for this, you know, and they're doing all that they can to make it happen. Um, it, it's going to take convincing. I mean, the Sox haven't won. Haven't made the playoffs in ten years. They are coming off a sixty-two win season. Boris did say at the winter meetings that you know he and Bryce aren't looking at oh what happened last season. I mean you got to if you're going to sign say a ten-year contract, you can't just be like well you only won sixty-two games or sixty-five games last season, so this is who you are. They're taking a deep dive into every team's minor league system. Um, you know, and I know his wife likes Chicago. That might have, you know, some bearing on it as well. Uh, but I just know that as hard as the White Sox are trying, these other teams are trying just as hard. So uh, I'm very curious to see how this all shakes out. All right, Chuck, you did a great interview with Harold. We have Harold coming up, so we bid you adieu. Thank you for giving us some time on a Saturday, Chuck. You're awesome. Well, thanks for having me on, and uh, say hi to Harold for me. I will. I will. We will. Harold. Harold. He is at Chuck Garfine on Twitter. You can find him on the David Kaplan Network for every day you watch. Chuck, wait, wait, wait. It's yes. the David Kaplan Network? Really? I, did I miss something? I, you didn't get that memo? No, I didn't get that memo. It starts to say KAP in the corner of the screen now. That's what the graphic now reads. Well, it's great to be on Harry Tynowitz Radio here on a Saturday, so thank you. Please. Do you know how many guys would have to, like, be in the same car crash for me to be, you know, like, uh, part of, the part, part of uh, you know, like, a regular White Sox broadcast? We have to get, like, a bus, put everybody in the bus, and then maybe, just maybe I'm there. But, Chuck, always uh, a pleasure. This is a good time for me to get off. <laughs> I don't want to hear. I'm going to pass on the obvious joke. I will talk to you later. Thanks for joining us Thanks, today, Chuck. Chuck. All right. Bye, guys.